Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Morning. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning. I left some notes on the printer. Good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> My body won't act right this morning either. Just don't laugh at me. <laughs> I was like, we're on no set. Oh, <laughs> they're still on the printer. Good morning, welcome. Good morning, hey Thea, hey Daphne. Hey, Rod. Hey, Ev. Good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How y'all doing this morning? It's Friday. Like Every day is like a Friday for me. Um, just kind of how I think. Every day is a Friday for me. Did you know your thoughts really can gauge your day and where you go and what you do and how you start your day out? And so even if you didn't get it and understand it, you need to understand how powerful your words are and that your words are charting. Hey, Alexis, your words are charting um, your day. They're deciding what your day is going to look like next. And so what you say the very first thing in the morning, what you say about yourself, when you look at yourself in the mirror, all of those things are so important to your day. Not even just the word, just the positive things that you should say about yourself. Like I have a list of I am's that I um, talk about over myself. I'm blessed. Um, even some things that I want to see, like I'm a wife. Like I just say those things over myself in the morning and just kind of chart the course of my day. I am probably, I no, not probably. I am positive because my friend just corrected me on this yesterday, the other day, not yesterday, a few days ago. I had said, I'm probably positive um, 90% of the time. And she was like, no, probably 99. So I'm probably positive, like 99% of my day. I'm having good thoughts, um, generating good energy, um, that's the important thing. So I'm just telling you, uh, what you say about your day in the beginning of your day kind of charts your day. So if you're having a difficult time saying good things to yourself during the morning, here's the tip of what helped me at first. I wrote out a list of good things to say about myself. And even if they weren't necessarily my truth, um, they were where I wanted to see myself. And so you have to be so intentional with yourself. I don't know why I'm going there, but somebody needs it. You have to be so intentional with yourself, so intentional with what you say about yourself. Those things are going to make a huge difference, a huge difference. There are some things I've spoken over myself for years, like I'll be 45 in December. And one of the things that I talk about is perseveration. Like, I don't want to look 45. I don't want to, I'm not saying I'm not going to age, but I just, Lord, Lord, let me preserve me. Let my skin be intact. 
I want to look good because I want to be here to see my great, great, great grands and all of that good stuff. But those are the things that I've positioned to say of myself. So you got to get a list of I am's. You got to um, take away those negative thoughts, those negative energies, things that you've been saying about yourself for way too long. You got to remove that stuff from your atmosphere. I don't allow anything negative in my environment. Um, and when it tries to come up, I just kind of quench it quickly and deal with it. And that's even with my friends. Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it of good report? Those are the things that you have to ask yourself when you're letting things come out your mouth. Also remembering that the words that we speak out our mouth are actually a reflection of what's in our heart, uh, which is also when people tell me they say something and they say, oh, I was just joking. You're really not joking. If it came out your mouth, it's in your heart. If it came out your mouth, it's in your heart. If it came out your mouth, you're thinking it. Those are your thought and your thought process. And so um, change your words in the morning. Change what you're saying about the people that you don't wake up in the morning. Ah, it's Friday or ah, it's Monday. Wake up and treat every day like it's Friday going into the weekend. Change your thought process. And if you start changing just simple words, even if you don't know a whole lot of scripture, but if you start changing simple words about yourself, your energy begins to change. So like your energy changes and you change the energy in the atmosphere and you will begin to raise really happy kids. My boys are really happy boys. Despite all the tragedies, all the things that we've been through, my boys are really, really, really like really happy boys. Um, they have really positive outlook, even when things have gone crazy. So let's start changing our words. Let's start finding positive things to say. And if you don't believe them, believe those things about yourself. Let's get a book. Let's get a book. Let's get a book. I have a book. It's called My Abundant Supply Book. And I have another book that's called LMJ's book. It's my dream book. It's where I dream out loud. Let's get a book and let's write things good things down about ourselves. And even when you're not believing it, start reading those things to yourself daily. Do not skip a day. Don't skip a day. If you're trying to change your mindset about something, you cannot afford to skip a day. You cannot, the, because if you already don't believe it or you already need your mind renewed in a specific area, if you skip a day, the enemy just looks for the opportunity to come in. So stop calling yourself fat. Stop calling yourself ugly. Stop calling yourself broke. Stop calling yourself tired. Stop calling yourself sick. Stop focusing on the negative things in your environment and let's begin to change our atmosphere and begin to change our environment. And this ain't always got to be super spiritual or spooky spiritual. Sometimes I run into spooky. I mean, oh, I'm blessed in the Lord. That's good. I want you to be blessed in the Lord. But talk to yourself about some things. Talk to yourself about some things. Talk to yourself about where you see yourself. You have dreams in your heart. You have dreams in your heart you want to see. Write those dreams down. I'm an author. I'm a writer. I'm a business owner. I'm a mom. Change your perspective about those things and watch those things change your life. I ain't talking about what you just write on Facebook. I, I don't know if I've told you I have an issue with Facebook writers, people who uh, write all these positive things but don't really necessarily live it out. Like I'm, I'm not saying you don't do those things if you're trying to convince yourself and if you're trying to win, but it has to be an applic application of your daily life. 
It has to be an application of your daily life. And some of you have heard this again and again and not applied it. And you not applying it is why it's not working for you. It's not why it's why it's not working for you. It's why it hasn't been working for you. The reason it's not working for you is because you're not applying it. If you want to see real significant change in your life, then you've got to apply the information. You got to apply the word. You got to you got to put yourself in a position to work for what you really want. When I wanted a different self-image of myself, I had to apply and put the work in on myself to see significant. Yep, there are principalities in place. Yep, there are demons. That, yep, there are things and forces that work against us. But what I found is when we resist the devil, he'll flee. What I found is when I put the things in place, then my environment, my attitude, everything, I have some introvert tendencies. And it, it sometimes when I'm out, it well, I used to because I'm growing out of those as well, because God has been showing me some things about those. Um, and so I have some introvert tendencies. And sometimes when I'm out in public places, it makes me look a little strange and it makes me look like I'm standoffish and I'm not really standoffish. I'm not standoffish at all. And so one of the things that I've made myself do now is when I go out and I have to be in places or I have to network, I go and I speak more and I smile more and I gauge people more. And I found out that that changes the enemy in energy in the world room. We are supposed to be world changers. As, and those of us as Christian, whatever we come in contact with, we should be changing the environment that's around us. And the only reason we're not effective or changing the environment around us is because we really don't believe it doesn't work. You value and do what works. You're going to value, you're going to do what works. That's what you're going to do. You're going to do what you believe in. And anytime, like if I give someone a strategy and they don't operate in it, I'm like, they don't believe this works. Because if they, if they believed that this works, they wouldn't do anything less than this. If they, they, they wouldn't do anything less than this. When people tell me they're trying to get out of a financial situation, but they won't put their credit cards up, I'm going to say they don't believe that they need to be debt free. Um, when people are telling me that they're tired of financial catastrophe, but they won't tithe or sow seed, I'm like, they don't believe that tithing or sowing seed. You're only going to do what you believe that works. You're only going to put the word in place because you believe it works. You're only going to take spiritual authority because you believe it works. When you believe that it works, you're gonna do something about it. When you've realized that operating in your own strength does not work, not work, right? When you believe that operating in your own strength doesn't work anymore, then what you're gonna do is you're gonna start trusting the word because you're gonna realize at some point, the things that I've been doing myself don't work. The things that I've been trying to do myself don't work. The things that I've, then you're going to start relying more and more on the word instead of trying to rely on things that are in your strength. So I have a little bit of a testimony. I'm going to give you the word for today. I promise that we still going to do this all in 30 minutes. So my son, Josiah, in November of 2015, even after his dad had died, uh, was suffering from allergies, very severe allergies. He was allergic to the cold. 
Uh, let me pray first. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your word for this day. We thank you for pruning and groaning us in your word. We thank you for giving us strategies. We thank you for giving us wisdom. We thank you for giving us knowledge. And Lord God, we thank you for resetting us today, Lord God. It was foolish for us of us to think that you would not you would not fulfill our purpose, our calling, our destiny. And so we repent, Lord God. We thank you for every opportunity for brand new mercies and resets. We plead the blood of Jesus over this day, over this broadcast, over every listener, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, that we will not fail. Why? Because you won't fail. Let the power of the Holy Ghost come upon us today. I thank you that we wake, walk in wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and we are growing we are growing in wisdom, which also gives us favor with you and man. Bless the people today. Let the word not fall on deaf ears. Let it be implanted in their hearts so that they can go multiply for your kingdom alone. And let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart strengthen. Father God, strengthen, Lord God. Let it be your truth, Lord God. Put a guard over my mouth this day in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I'm sorry. We always got to bless our food. We always got to bless our food. So, so here, so here, my son Josiah in November 2015 took himself off all his medications. He had allergies to trees, dogs, uh, mold, and he had a severe allergy to cold weather. And, and it's a real allergy. He had a real severe allergy to cold weather. Um, anything under 50 degrees, he would have hives. He would break out. Um, he would just, it would just not be good. He had to carry an EpiPen for it. But he has, since November 2015, had been in faith for his healing. Um, Tuesday, um, he woke up, I think it was either Monday or Tuesday, and he ate breakfast, but he didn't pack a lunch. Now he's 14, mind you. And I said to him, I said, uh, you're not going to take a lunch? He says, no, mom, I'm fasting until six o'clock today. I'm going to fast till six o'clock today. And I was like, okay. He's like, I'm going to fast till six o'clock today. Um, I'm so excited about what God has done. I'm just so excited. So yesterday, we know it was cold here in Arkansas. And he had to be at a game. He plays the trombone in the band. He had to be at a game. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I got a text. And he says, mom, I'm healed. And I said to him, I said, what do you mean? He says, mom, I'm healed. He said, I'm out here and it's cold and I'm not having any allergic reaction, no hives. My neck is not warm. My eyes are not watering. I have no symptoms and no signs. I know that I am healed. I was on the phone with a friend. I couldn't even contain myself. I began to praise and bless and thank the Lord. This little 14-year-old boy, well, he's not little, made a decision to stand in faith for his healing. It started in November 2015. He would not let me give him allergy medicine. He would not take it. He just stood in faith for his allergies. He stood in faith. He said, mother, even the students were walking up to me because normally when he started an allergic reaction, his neck would get, you better praise God for that healing because that means you next. 
Um, and he said yesterday, and it's funny because yesterday he got up and also watched the devotional. So I know the, 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 what the Holy Spirit did for us yesterday, that he walked in that too. And so he said, mom, normally my neck would be hot. And a young man walked up to me because he'll always put his hands on my neck and get his hands warm. And he walked up to me and he said, oh my gosh, why is your neck not warm? And Josiah said, that's when I noticed I was having no symptoms, no issues with the cold air. Glory be to God. He took a position of faith. He knew even after. And what was so monumental for me for this, this occurred even after his dad died. He was like, I still believe God can heal. Yes, Robert. And a little child should leave them. Like a little child should leave him. He was persistent. And even though it's 2018, he was not moved. He was persistent. And yesterday he walked in and received his healing and he received it by faith. And on Tuesday, he said, I'm fasting. I said, what are you fasting for? He said, because I just believe I need the wisdom for what's about to happen next. I'm like, this little kid at 14 is way, way ahead of, he don't live like perfect. He does things, but he is way ahead of where he should be. And I just had to celebrate God and share that testimony with you. Isn't God good? Isn't he faithful? Isn't he faithful? And I'm talking about, it was a severe allergy. He would break out in hives everywhere. I, I The power of God is so real. The power of God is so real, but he took authority and he took a position and he made a decision. I'm going to walk this thing out by faith. I'm going to walk this thing out by faith. I'm going to walk this thing out by faith. So I'm telling you, your position, your attitude, your mindset, your everything means everything. So that's your testimony today that God is real and he doesn't. We haven't seen an allergist in I don't know how long. He hasn't taken a asthma, a shot or anything. He just got in position. And even sometimes when I would see he wasn't feeling good and I would say to him, can I give you some medicine? His words would be this to me. He would say, mother. He would say, mother. Don't like, don't the, what you see looks worse than what really is. Don't trust your eyes. It looks worse than it really is. And he would take his position in faith and stand steadfast and his breakthrough came. His breakthrough came. So that was enough encouragement for me that whatever it is I'm believing God for, take your position. Stand steadfast in faith and wait and see what God will do for you. Wait and see what God will do for you. I'm telling you, the power of God is for real. Oh, thank you, Robert. I appreciate you. It's just been the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's just been the leading of the Holy Spirit. So now he's walking. He came home yesterday. He was like, Mom, I had no issues at the game. I had no issues. He fasted for his breakthrough. Sometimes um, when it's a sickness or it's a principality or it's an issue, sometimes the fast, you have to, and Jesus said that in this word, when they were trying to cast the demon out of the boy and they said, why didn't it work? And he came to them. He said, sometimes you got to fast for it. Sometimes you got to fast for it. Sometimes when you're not experiencing a breakthrough, you got to fast for it. You got to fast for that thing. You got to position yourself in a different position to see that thing break. So I just want to give you a few scriptures. And it's funny because I call today the day the reset. 
And I guess it's just been appropriate. All, all that God has been saying to us this far in the devotional. I just truly believe that when some of you receive this week's teachings by faith, you can even go back and relook at them. When you receive this week's teachings by faith, that the Lord is going to put a reset on you. See, some of y'all thought it was over with. You ain't big. I saw that wrote earlier today. You ain't big enough to stop what God has for your future. That's why Romans 8, it says 28, all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. You're not big enough to stop what God has for your future. So you got to have a solid understanding of spiritual authority. It's vital to your faith with casting out demons, healing the sick, and exercising your authority over the powers. You have the authority over everything in your life. This 14-year-old little boy showed us to take authority over sickness. He knew sickness didn't belong to him. He knew sickness didn't belong to him. He was like, sickness does not belong to me. These allergies do not belong to me. They don't belong to me. These aren't mine. These, I'm not going to live with them. They're, I'm not living the rest of my life like this. And that's what he told me. I'm not living the rest of my life on medication. I'm not going to do it. And I'm going to trust and believe God. So you have to understand that your authority works. You have to understand authority doesn't beg. Authority doesn't ask. And authority commands. It doesn't beg. It doesn't act. Luke, Luke 10, 19. Look, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Mark 16, 17. They will cast out demons in my name. John 14, 12. Truly, truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me also will do the works that I'm doing. He will do even greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. Jesus already laid this out for you. And so this week, as you're, you're walking or you're wanting to walk in your own authority, one, it's in the name of Jesus, not, not your name. Um, you're not begging God. You're not um, pleading with God. When people tell me, oh, I cried out before the Lord, I plead, that's good. But when you need to take authority over something, it's not a begging. It's not a pleading. It's an authority. You have an authority. You have a legal right here. You have a legal right to assert yourself. And I know some of you have been asking, what do I have authority over? Everywhere you, everywhere you go, <laughs> everywhere you go, wherever you work, whoever you come in contact with, you have a legal authority to exercise your rights as a believer. You have a legal authority to do it. You just got to understand who you are, your power and your authority. So you stop walking in less than who you are. See, we've let our titles in life define us. And then when something, see this, mm, thank you, Holy Ghost. This is how I know it's important for the Lord to define you and for you to understand who you are in this word. Because a lot of times in life, we'll let our titles define us. And then when something shifts in your title, in your role, then you, you feel like you're broken down. But if you're establishing the word, when something shifts in your title and your word, you still know who you are. You still know you're a child of the most high king. You still know God is on the throne. But when you don't understand who you are and you've let the world define you, I'm not defined by the world. I'm not defined by the world. I'm not defined by this world system. I'm not, I live in this world, but I'm not of this world. I'm super, I'm, I'm my daddy's daughter. I'm a daughter of the king of kings. And when you get your birthright, your real birthright in place, and you begin to understand who you are, the you'll start changing your mindset about what you allow to happen around you. You'll start changing your mindset or what you allow in your space. You'll start changing your mindset about what you believe about you. But the only way that's going to happen is that you know what this word says about you. My son knew that the word didn't give him permission to be sick. He knew that. 
He said that. He said, that's not in the word. That's not in the word for me. It's not in the word for me to be sick. It's not in the word. It doesn't, it doesn't prove anything. And so even though he, this sickness was upon him, what happened was God gets the greater glory. God gets the greater glory. God got the greater glory out of this situation, but he knew that there was supposed to be a manifested healing come to him. So you have to understand that there's an authority that's been assigned to you. Go read John 14, 12. He said, truly, truly, you're supposed to do greater works. We are here do, supposed to be doing greater works. We're here to do greater works. You're not just here on accident. I don't care what your mama them told you. I don't care if you were conceived in the back seat of a car. You're not here accidental. There's a greater work in you, but you have to understand who and what the greater work is. You have to understand who and what the greater work is. You have to understand how you were created. You have to understand who you are. You have to, yeah, Hilda, you put on the full armor of God, but you better understand your identity in Christ. <laughs> you better understand your identity in Christ. My son knew who he is. He knows who he is. And he walks in a different boldness. He's 6'2", size 15 shoe, and he has some issues that he fights through, but he walks in a different authority and boldness. He's already creating businesses. He's already thinking outside the box. Why? Because he understands who he is. And that's the same revelation that the father needs us to get who we are so we can walk in the authority that's been given unto us in Christ Jesus. The only reason we're not seeing things move and happen in our life is because we don't truly believe. We don't truly believe. So, so we'll allow a principality or something funky to be in our life because we don't understand we have the authority over it. Mark 1 and 27 and said they were all amazed and so much that they questioned among themselves saying, what thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commanded he even the unclean spirits and they do obey him. There is so much authority in Jesus name. There is so much authority in you being joint heir to the throne. There's so much authority. You haven't even tapped into the power that's inside of you. That's why cycles keep replaying. That's why things keep happening in your life. You haven't even tapped into the power inside of you. You haven't even tapped into the power inside of you because you don't understand you are joint heir to the throne. And instead of looking it up, you may hear and you'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm a joint heir to the throne. But what does that mean? Well, Jesus tells you here, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I'm doing. He said in John 5, I only do what I see my father doing. Whoever believes in me is going to do the greater works. Whoever believes in me knows that they're going to, should expect favor wherever they go. Whoever believes in me has the ability to trample on, trample on over serpents, over lay hands on the sick, cast out demons. Whoever believes in me knows that the faith works in me. Whoever believes in me knows that God is a good, good father and he only wants good, good things for it. So, so when they start experiencing bad luck or things going wrong, I, if I'm in good character, if I'm in good integrity, if I'm tithing, so I see it, if I'm walking in love and I'm not in forgiveness, anytime you see anything operating in your environment and you've been doing the best you can, you better start seeking the Holy Spirit for what's about going on because it's probably a principality trying to prevent something from happening. Probably trying, a principality trying to prevent something from happening. So you got to know the authority. You got, you got the authority in Jesus Christ to heal to be healed. You got the authority in Jesus Christ to come out of debt. You got the authority to cast out demons. And then it's been distributed to you 
by God. It's already distributed to you. But the problem is most of us don't understand. Most of us don't know our identity. So we don't even tap in. And so the enemy has set up position in your life. He set a position in your life and he's just oh everywhere. He's just everywhere doing absolutely anything because you won't walk in the authority. You still begging for God, God for something. And the Lord has told you, no, I told you to speak to the mountain. I ain't say it said in the name of Jesus, whatever you ask in my name, I told you to speak to the mountain. Fear in the name of Jesus, I command you to go. Worry in the name of Jesus, I command you to go. Doubt in the name of Jesus, I command you to go. Sickness, cancer in the name of Jesus, I command you to go. That, that has to be your mindset. Strife in the name of Jesus, I command you to go. I gave somebody an analogy the other day. I said, if the enemy is in your marriage, you have to take the position like he's sleeping with your spouse. If y'all constantly bickering, arguing, going through things, and the enemy is in your marriage trying to keep your marriage from being successful, you better take the mental position. It's almost like the enemy is sleeping with your spouse. You better do something about it. You, you better get you some authority. You, be, you better walk in something at a greater. You better. That's how you have to look at the enemy. You have to look at him from a detestable point. Stop playing. Stop giving him all this glory. Stop telling him. Stop talking about he's busy. Stop talking about his power. The word has already told us he ain't got no power. <laughs> he ain't got no authority. The only reason he operating in power and authority in your life is because you want to search yourself. You keep begging and pleading with him. He ain't going to move because you beg and plead with him. He's going to move because you walk in the authority that Jesus said that he gives you. I'm not saying prayer don't work. Prayer does work. But you better understand your authority. You better understand your authority. When he starts ruling his head, the only way you're going to be reset, the only way you're going to be reset is that you change your mindset onto the things of God. He said, let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. Right? He tells you to renew your mind. Don't be conformed to these things of this world. Stop letting the world dictate and tell you what your success is going to be, how you're going to be healed, whether or not you're going to be married, whether or not you can come out of poverty, whether or not you can come from certain situations. I'm the product of a single mother. I'm a product of a single mother. I didn't meet my father until I was 13. I had a baby at 18. Like I can go on and on about my life. I had another baby at 24 and I wasn't married and I've seen God get the glory out of my life. So you have not resolved at the point that you are. And what it's time for you to do is to take your authority and stop allowing this world to dictate to you your successes and what you're going to have in your life. You got to be a little gangster with this thing. You can be feminine and soft and all that good stuff. I am. But you have to be a little gangster. You're going to have to understand your exercise right, your legal authority and your right to exercise. Stop letting the, the enemy just take over in your relationship with your kids. No, walk in love, walk in greater love. You don't understand how to walk in love? Go to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8. Love is patient, it's kind, it's thoughtful. Change the words that's coming out your mouth. Put good things in your heart. Remove yourself. If you're in a struggle for faith, for healing, you're going to have to consume it. You have to consume it. It ain't enough for you to get a 30-minute sermon on Sunday. It ain't enough if you want to see some things change. You have to put the word in you every day. You got to see it. <laughs> you need to see the word. You need to read the word and you need to hear the word. See it, read it, hear it. I do that daily. See it, read it, hear it. I do that daily. Even when I shut down from y'all, seeing it, read it, hear it. It's, it's a reset. If you want the reset, if you want the reset, if you're really ready for life to change, there's a reset available to you today. All you have to do is consent and say, you know what? I'm done. 
I'm done trying to handle this in my own authority. I'm going to find out what the word says about this situation. And then God is going to reset this situation. I'm going to repent for trying to handle everything in my own strength. And then I'm going to seek God for my finances. I'm going to seek God for my help. And can I tell you something? When you said seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you as you are seeking him, all of that junk, all of that mess, all of that anger, all of that lust, all of that worry, all of that doubt, it'll just begin to fall off on you. It'll just begin to fall off on you. You don't even have to pressure yourself to make it fall off. It happens during the seeking. Just seek him. The word says a just man falls seven times and then he gets back up. Even when you fall, get back up, reset, restart yourself and seek him. Begin to seek him. Begin to seek him. Let me see what the word says. That's what seeking is saying. Let me see what the word says. Let me meditate on what the word says about healing. Let me meditate on what the word says about finances. God, show me what you're saying to me about this circumstance, this situation, and this time in my life. That's how the reset is going to occur. It's not in your own strength. It's not by my, it's not by your power. It's by my spirit. He told when he told Zachariah that, I received that for myself. I always say it ain't on Lakeisha. It ain't on me. It ain't on me. It ain't on me. It ain't it ain't on me. It's on God. I put it on God. For those of y'all who know anything about games, put it on the God. I put this on the word today. I'm putting this on God today. That's how your reset is going to occur. Your reset is going to occur through your spiritual authority. You just got to know what your authority is and what's been given to you in Christ Jesus and stop sitting around letting the devil pimp you. Right? I'm just sorry. So what he's been doing, pimping you, getting straight over, messing with your mind, messing with your money. My, man, when I got tired of being broke, I just started asserting myself. I said, absolutely not. Not The Lord didn't create me to be broke. I got to have wealth and riches in my hands because I know what I got to do for women. Got to create some job opportunities and some other things. So I'm not sitting around and sit around here and not have nothing. That's not what God's will for me to be broke. It's not God's will for me to be sick. It's not God's will for me to be single. You got to put it. Yeah, it's on God, Teresa. I'm telling you, that's what it's on. It's on God. Well, that's it for today. Thank y'all for today. Thank you for tuning in. It's the weekend, baby. It is my thing. John 10, 10, it says, and the thief came in to kill, steal, and destroy, but that God came in so that you could have life and life more abundantly. It is my desire today. Father God, I'm just believing that you find the life more abundant. Go enjoy the weekend. Even of those of you that are women and men of faith, go enjoy the weekend. Lord didn't tell you to sit in, hot, sit in the house hostage and only go to church. Man, just go enjoy the weekend. Go take a walk. Go eat some ice cream. Go eat some ice cream. Go do something outside your box. Go do something for yourself. Refresh, restore yourself. And then ask the Lord, show me me in this word. Show me my future. Show the vision you have. I'm ready to reset. I'm tired of living life halfway or subpar. That is not God's will for you. And then seek him, right? Read it. Watch it, see it, read it, see it, hear it. Do that daily. That is not on your pastor. <laughs> that is not on, that's on yourself. Find you somebody to watch every day, read you a scripture every day, put the word in your ear. When you're watching, you're hearing it. But a lot of times I listen to, I listen to something on healing almost every day. I listen to something on faith almost every day. Right. I listen to something on my finances already every day. I've told my story a little bit over here. I was debt free and then I allowed some things to shift me back. I listen to those things. So I understand who provider is and everything else. I'm telling you the word works. 
And what it will begin to do is it'll be begin to renew your mind. You won't be conformed to these things of this world. And then some of y'all need to just change your mindset about money altogether. The reason your money ain't working is because your mindset about money is wrong. Money coming to me from the north, south, east, and west. You got to get your faith in some areas. I don't even want to talk about finances today. Well, that's it. I love y'all. I love you so much. We will be back here Monday morning at 5 a.m. Don't forget, don't forget, invite someone in. Go to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Don't forget, we're YouTube Live, Instagram Live, Facebook Live, and you can catch us later on anchor.fm at just being LMJ, Google, Google Cast, um, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and so much more. Hey, go check out the website. We've got updates on the website. Go to LakeishaMJohnson.com and go see the things. Go check out our photo gallery. You can leave comments on the website about just how the ministry has been impacting you. Every time you guys share with us how the ministry impacts, it just encourages our faith. So feel free to go leave comments about how the ministry has been impacting us. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram looks a little bit different. That's at just being LMJ. And of course, you can book me if you need a speaker booking. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.